You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The big silence ever in my life when I was around the table with my uh, bank account people and said, okay, can I have some more money? They said like, okay, I will. we were able to give you maybe 50 grand more. Said, okay, I will try. Not enough. And I just decided, okay, I will go all in. It says I have like five credit cards. I have like around $120,000 limit on all my cards. So I just decided to fill my card. So I fill my cards at the top. At the end, I was paying my card with my cards. So like I was paying my card with my card because I was just about to bankrupt. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you guys have been having a great week. I hope you've been having an excellent February so far. I most certainly have been, because this is Vox and Hops' Sober February, where all of the content of this month is focused on having a balanced relationship with alcohol, which is something that I think is very important and something that I would like uh, to spread the word about. So that is exactly why I am doing Sober February for the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I would love to ask you guys to subscribe to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice because uh, I don't want you to miss a single episode. But more than that, you can also take the time to rate it and write a review because when you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. And this small favor is something that I would greatly appreciate. Don't forget, I also just launched the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can sign up to that by going to my website, that is voxandhops.com. That is V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you are prompted, join the party, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. When you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details about the episodes which dropped that previous week. But not only that, you will also get the link to the brand new Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is available on both Apple Music and Spotify and is curated by my man, Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself. He spends each Friday scouring the internet, trying to find the coolest, heaviest, most extreme, most interesting brand new music for us to enjoy in the Brutal Awakenings playlist. I love Jerry Monk and he knows what's going on. So if you are looking for something to listen to, something that is new and exciting, trust me, the Brutal Awakenings playlist is exactly what you want to be listening to. So take the time, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. Trust me, I'm not going to spam you. I know how annoying that is, and that is not what this is about. I just want to make sure that you guys aren't missing a single thing that is going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. On today's episode, I am with two 
amazing humans who work at uh, a place where I have conducted countless interviews for the Vox and Hops Metal podcast. Of course, this was before the pandemic, and you guys know this if you've listened to any of my back catalog. Whenever there was a gig downtown Montreal, I would go and take my friends and walk them over from the venues that they were playing that night, whether it was at the Metropolis, now MTELUS, at Fofon Electric, at Club Soda. We would walk together and go and hang out and share a brew at one of my favorite, favorite brew pubs on St. Denis Street, downtown Montreal. Of course, I'm talking about Le Saint-Buc Brasserie Artisanale. So this is it, people. I'm very stoked. Get ready for my chat with Martin Guimont, the owner of Saint-Buc Brasserie Artisanale, and their fantastic head brewer, Philippe Tremblay. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 227. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today, I'm with Philippe Tremblay, the head brewer of Saint-Buc Brasserie Artisanale, and I'm with Martin Guimont, the owner of Saint-Buc Brasserie Artisanale. If any of you have listened to a Vox and Hops episode before, you absolutely know that I love Saint-Buc, and I have done countless, countless interviews there before COVID hit us and the pandemic shut everything down. Uh, how are you guys doing? How are you doing today? <laughs> Very good. Very good today. Um, quite busy as uh, since March, I would say, uh, because of COVID, we uh, we had to uh, to do a million things to survive. You know, trying new 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 business uh, thing, uh, and um, one of that is producing like uh, non-alcoholic beers and uh, kombucha as well. So. That's amazing. How about you, Martin? How was this whole horrible year of 2020? It is now behind us, but how did you cope with it? Yeah, 2020 was really the hardest year of my life. Absolutely. Uh, it was, you know, absolutely insane. Like in, in, like in 24 hours, like in March 15 or 14 or something like that, the world has changed. And first, first of all, we were just like, wondering like, oh my God, what happened? What happened now and what we will do? So it takes like a few weeks, but while this time we're doing a lot of work here at the brewery, uh, like uh, like uh, we have like to clean or something like that. So while, because at the first time we were uh, thinking like uh, we'll probably be shut down for maybe four, five, six weeks, not for four months. And since that, you know, about the situation has changed, so we that what we we had to do is like to work a lot. Actually, Phil and why Phil and me were were probably working something around like eighty hours a week, and we changed like the business uh, model because we can't do anymore like a group up. So it means we have to figure how to work in the my, the real microbrewery industry. So it's a lot of big change and of course it's not super easy when you have like to manage like two different ways of your business but that's what happened and yeah we're still working and we're we are actually really proud about what we did so that's amazing it's amazing and, and honestly for anyone that's at home that doesn't know uh le saint buck is probably one of montreal's most popular brew pubs in 
all the time. It's always packed. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's the winter, if it's the summer, if the summer, there's even just more people there because there's the patio at front, La Terrace, which is just packed with people. And you guys brew on site, which is right behind you. You're in the brew room right now. The fermenter's behind you. Um, making beers, especially for the brew pub. You guys have a contract brewing to get beers out onto the craft beer scene here, but it's not brewed here and it's completely different. So you guys had to be extremely, extremely creative this year. So t- talk through some of the things that you have done this year to stay alive, to stay afloat, to keep moving forward with the the uh, the business of Le Saint-Buc. Uh, first of all, you know, uh, while the COVID happened, we were not allowed to sell alcohol outside like in Dippener and uh, grocery stores. So it was like a kind of hard. So we just, we like all the, the other group ups, so we sales or beer uh, directly at the bar. So it helps, a, a few, you know, a kind of bit, but it's not a lot of sales. So it's, it's pretty hard. It's, it, it doesn't pay the rent. So while this time we had like to have like an images and create something new. So we just decided to, because maybe as some people know, uh, we actually, we have our beer in the grocery store in Depanar, but it's like, it's not exactly the same. Like if it was, it's the recipe of Saint-Buck and everything is, is brewed there uh, to Brassard du Monde like Saint-Buck would like this beer would, uh, could be brewed. But because it's not, the, uh, the beer is not brewed on the purposes here at the Saint-Buck. So it means if us want to sell also beer outside of the pub, uh, even if it's like uh, with or without alcohol, it means it could confuse like people. So it means what happened? You have beer from Saint-Buck who has been brewed to Brassard's Mound and beer from Saint-Buck who has been brewed to the Saint-Buck. So what the difference? Who I should call to get some? And what happened if something happened? I don't know, maybe if they don't like the beer, but it's kind of super confusing. So that's what, but actually what we, we had to do is like to just like found a new name for a new brewery. It calls the Bazard, Bazard Brewing Company, Bazard Microbrasserie. And it says like Bazard, but if you look on the on the side, you will you will see it. It, it says like brewed at the same bar Brasserie Artisanal. So exactly like the last. So we had to do that, and because we were not able to sell beer with alcohol, so we just decided to take another way. Another way was sometimes the other brewery don't really use. So we decided uh, with uh, Philip because Philip is uh, the, the the head brewer of the brewery and he uh, is that one who created this incredible recipe. So we decided to brew like a non-alcoholic uh, North uh, New England IPA. So actually, I think people, they are really like it and we are really proud of that. And we are actually using that. But since three weeks, now we are able to sell beer with alcohol. So it's a new <laughs> game we have to be in. So. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You guys just, just figured out yeah. what the hell you were going to do. <laughs> and then the world slaps you with something new again. Uh, actually, uh, in somewhere in June, we, we had that idea to produce like non-alcoholic beer. And uh, we, we said to us like... Oh God, we never touched that kind of thing before. And but we we might do the best New England IPA, non-alcoholic in the world. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm pretty. We are pretty pretty proud of that new uh, Wow uh, New England IPA, non-alcoholic. So yeah. 
That's right. That's right. Speaking of the little devil, <laughs> here it is. I got it in my hand. So it is from Bazaar yep. Brasserie Artisanale, which is brewed at Le Saint-Bac Brasserie Artisanale, which makes me very excited. It is a New England mm-hmm. IPA with no alcohol. Uh, Philip, tell me all about this. I, I want that whole conversation of realizing that you're going to have to explore non-alcoholic beer, which is something that you've never done before. How did you play with this? Where, where, what, what steps did you take to get to this beer? Okay. Uh, first of all, I, I did a masterclass in a kombucha uh, producer uh, in 2018, 2019. And, um, and I founded the company, the La Bête Lumineuse, a kombucha company here. But uh, I introduced some that culture into that non-alcoholic project. That's very creative. Uh, instead yeah. of just taking away from what beer is, yeah. you've added to it. Because a lot of these non-alcoholic beers that I've been trying and tasting is yeah. basically a beer with something missing. So you've added something, you've combined things, which is very interesting. Sure, sure. It's all about micro-fermentation. Uh, <laughs> to fight against nature, <laughs> you know, not having 0.5% of alcohol. Yes. So yeah, it's very, very hard. Very, I would say unstable because it's unfiltered. It's unpasteurized, full flavor. Uh, so we say always keep it cold, keep it cold for freshness, keep it cold for the taste. It's a it's amazing thing, I think. Actually, I'm really proud of this beer because, you know, when you drink sometimes the other non-alcoholic beer, yep. sometimes you don't have the feeling. You know, that feeling was just like, oh my God, I'm satisfied. I drank a beer. I drank something <laughs> like, oh my God, it's full flavor. Sometimes you have this, it's just like, yeah, not so bad for a non-alcoholic beer. Not so bad. And it's always like that. But <laughs> It, with this one, when you drink it, you have the feeling like, oh my God, I think, yeah, of course I drank a beer and it's not alcoholic. So that's why I'm super proud because you have this feeling. Let's crack it open. Let's pour it out. Let's see what it's got. Beautiful, nice little body. Cheers. Cheers, Sate. It smells fantastic. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean with the, 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 the correlation to, to kombucha, but still... A beery body and a multi finish. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, so how, how many steps did you go through to get to this one? <laughs> uh, first of all, it was uh, how to do it. There's many ways to do a non-alcoholic beer. Uh, I have a friend that works at the Labo Solution Brassicole. Uh, they are they have developed a new kind of non-alcoholic yeast. So I tried the first one that might apply for a New England IPA. And uh, then <laughs> and then I, I try a low gravity work, uh, put a shitload of hop at the end of the boil and a massive dry hop. Nice. Two massive dry hop for this. And uh, yeah, actually, and uh, verifying every hour. Um, 
<laughs> is it fermenting? Is it fermenting too much? Uh, but it 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 quite the the yeast did quite a good job for that. Excellent! It's it's, it's delicious. It, I know it was complicated, and we don't realize that in only one shot. We have to do a few. <laughs> a few to be able to to have exactly the same thing we, we have actually, but yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, let's let's step back and go back in time. I want to hear your brewer stories. Um, where did you guys start out? Why do you guys brew beer? Uh, let's start with Philip. Why do you brew beer? Why are you now <laughs> doing all of this creation into non-alcoholic beer? <laughs> yeah. Being a brewer in a brew pub is one of the best jobs you can ever have uh, when you have uh, plenty of uh, space to create things. So a big, big thank you to Martin that let me all the creativity I want. So, uh, And with the experience, I'm, I think that uh, we produce very good beers for the pub and then now, from now on, on grocery stores and the everywhere you know so yeah uh, it's creative it's beer um, sometimes we're like <laughs> heroes in parties like yay it's a, uh, and we're, we are not saving lives uh, <laughs> we it's not a stressful mm. job it's an exciting job you know uh, for me it can't uh, always moving yeah because it's quite physical job water water grain it weighs something it weighs it weighs something you know and uh well there's a thing about creativity it's uh all the fermentation process so nature gave us plenty of different kind of microorganisms that yeah. transform all the molecules and atom of uh, fruit, uh, cereal juices, uh, whatever, you know. And with time, we domesticate it a little bit. And uh, now it's so, so fun to play with all these kind of strain of yeast and bacteria. So for beer, kombucha the rest it's amazing it's amazing i hang out with rock stars all the time but me being with <laughs> brewers you guys are my rock stars people that i look up to that i'm excited to be around <laughs> <laughs> so I, I it's a privilege of mine to be tonight and to taste something so so fresh so juicy there's the pineapple in this and you can definitely smell it on the nose and uh, taste it in the body it's it's really really good Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer 
and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. How about you, Martin? How did you end up owning one of Montreal's coolest brew pubs? Oh, my God. If you go back in time, oh, my God. Uh, something like um, uh, 2000, 2004, maybe before that. Maybe go back in time more than that. Like in um, early uh, 2000s, I was only drinking like uh, Budweiser, Molson, something like that. Probably even like 1997. Uh, in 96. So I had like a roommate. Uh, he bring me in a, in a bar in Montreal and he told me, I think I, I want you to try something. Okay, what do you want me to try? I will. I, w- I want you to try like a Kilkenny beer. If you don't like it, I will pay it and drink it. Like, hmm. That's a good deal. <laughs> okay, I'll try. I said, okay, it's not so bad. Okay, I want you to try another one. Okay, what do you want me to try? I want you to try a Buddington. Okay, okay. Uh, if you don't drink it, if you don't like it, I will, I will drink it and I will pay it. Like, okay, I will try. So I said, okay, it's not so bad. The last one said, we'll try something different. Like, okay, what? Um, we will try to, I, I, I will make you try, we'll make you drink uh, a Guinness. Like, no way, no, I won't drink Guinness. No, it's, 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 it's okay for tonight. Uh, I'll take a bud and we'll be super fine. Like, so, okay, if you don't like it, I'll drink it and I'll pay it. Okay, and I said, <laughs> it was not so bad. So that makes me really curious about beer. It's, yeah, of course, it was like 1996, And like from, the, from this time, I began to discover beer and try to go to a judicial at this time and also to Sergent Recruiter, who actually is not open anymore. Uh, I just like, uh, I enter like in, the, in that new world of beer and I thought, oh my God, it's so absolutely amazing. More than that, um, I had like a job in Quebec City. I was a communication and marketing manager for, the, for Quebec City. And I was like a super big lover at this time. So I just decided, of course, to brew my beer by myself at home. And when my contract has finished in 2005, 2006, so I was like, okay, actually my contract is over. I have a few free times. So I will just write down like a business plan and I want to start my own business. Wow. My own brew pub. And I did my business plan. It took me like uh, like a long time because it's like big like that, and it was really hard. Like at this time to uh, to do a business plan. Actually, it's easy. You have so many breweries, so you have statistics. But in 2006, I won't be able to find any statistics about brew pub in Quebec and breweries, even. So I just decided, okay. I'm, I'm, I will do it. So I asked to my parents if they has money to own me super hard. Uh, and my father said, okay, uh, I will not give you, but you will, because you will have to refund me, but I will just like uh, pass you like, like something like $28,000 and my mother 20, 27. It was not a lot. So, I, just, I took like all the money I had in my lap and I was like really poor. Uh, I just took back my, uh, sorry about that, in English, Maria. Your RRSPs. 
yeah, okay. And I just like take it, all that money back and I decide, okay, I'll do wow. it. I will realize my life, my, my dream. I found a place. I, found, I, I visit many places. I found a place. And while I was uh, building the, uh, the St. Buck, at, at, one, at one time, I, I didn't have any more money. I was like almost bankrupt. Like, okay, what can I do? The bar is almost finished, maybe three-fourths, and I don't have any more money. So it was the big, the big silence ever in my life when I was around the table with my uh, bank account people and, okay, can I have some more money? They said like, okay, I will, we were able to give you maybe 50 grand more. Said, okay, I will try, not enough. And I just decided, okay, I will go all in. It says I have like five credit cards. Wow. I have like around $120,000 limit on all my cards. So I just decided to fill my cards. So I fill my cards at the top. At the end, I was paying my card with my cards. Wow. Like I was paying my cards with my cards because I was just about to bankrupt. And while this time, uh, someone knocked at the door. It says, hello, my name is Philip. Can I come to the bar and help you to build your business? Yes, of course, I think I will be there. So that's the first time I met Philip. Really? Like, uh, that was 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Philip, he just introduces himself like that. So he went to the bar and we met together and he helped me to paint the wall and to fix and to build. And Yep. And after that, uh, two other things happened. Um, I was not able to open even if I was ready. So I was not able to, to get my, uh, my alcoholic uh, permit my license and I don't know why what happened it was always something was missing they lost something something has not arrived and it was it, you know six months to get an alcoholic permit it's the license it's it's worse it's, it's too long so I just decided to call the Journal de Montréal so I had an article and no the day after I had my permit <laughs> so yes so that's why and St. Buck we opened the St. Buck uh, October 13th, uh, 2006, the 13th brewery in the Montreal area. Wow. And while just, I was just open and I got a call from Quebec City and they said, Martin, you remember me? I'm the guy, the, the communication manager for, from Quebec City. Yes, yes, of course, of course. I have the job of your dream. <laughs> okay, what? You will be the first, um, I don't know the word in English, but the first civil. A civil. Uh, so, yeah, the word civil. You will be the communication and marketing manager of the police department of Quebec City. Like, really? Okay, I will give you like a big salary. I want you to take it today. I want an answer tomorrow, and I want you in Quebec City next next Saturday. We will pay your move. Like, okay, what I can do? Actually, I have a bar. You know, 2006, it was super quiet in the beer industry. And at this time, the brewer here, it was Dominique Charbonneau from, from uh, Brassard du Monde, actually. We just talked together and says, what can I do? Maybe I should go to Quebec and take the job and take my salary to pay the bar because it's super quiet, it will be super hard. And I just decided, okay, no, no, no. If I'm leaving the boat, 
I won't be anymore the captain inside, so I have to be here to manage my place if I want the bar go in the way I want the bar go. So I refused the job and since this time. Uh, I think it was like the better thing. But in my mind, I always this thing like it was like a junction like in my life. So I would like to see me like in the other <laughs> way. What could I do? But I choose the way of beer because I love beer. I'm talking uh, about beer like every day. I'm the, I love the beer industry. It's a funny industry. People love that. And, you know, it's it's always super nice. I'm a beer lover and it's my passion. Wow. What an incredible story. <laughs> All in for your passion and love. Um, anyone listening at home, do like Martin, put, go all in, but, but succeed like Martin did as well. And I also think it's super interesting that, that Philip was there for you when you needed him the most at the beginning, someone to believe in you and to help you. And look, you know, got you guys went apart for a moment and then you guys came right back together, right when you needed to be together the most again to tackle a pandemic. And we both love our job. It's nice to, you know, love what you do and you won't work anymore. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Maybe I can, uh, tell you a little about the, the genesis of a brewer uh, for, for myself. Uh, I was a home brewer like every brewer in, in this craft beer industry. I, I finished my studies in uh, actually uh, in the geography at Lucam. I was a cartographer. Yeah, a cartographer. Yeah, Cart cartographer. Um, and then after after a, a year and a half, uh there were not enough money so uh i was unemployed and i decided like okay I, i'm going to belgium to learn the art of brewing beer professionally wow so i did that i <laughs> i i've been in belgium i brewed beer uh with a little stage in uh, brussels um and then i met a lot of people had a girlfriend there about a year and then i came back here um, in Montreal, and I, I had two, two ways: the geographer <laughs> or the brewer. <laughs> so, uh, so I worked for uh, Les Brasseurs du Nord for uh, a year, and it was a, a magnificent school. But uh, at that time, it wasn't. Uh, it was. A, it was a big industry, and there was not a, no place for creativity, you know. And then, um, in those days, I worked for Benelux. But in between, I I, I gave a hand to Martin to start the Sandbox. So, after eight years at uh, Benelux, I I worked a year in construction. And then after that, uh, a couple of years uh, for Opfenstark, station host. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I want to talk about 2021, where you think this crazy year is going to take us beer-wise. <laughs> Let's just focus on the beer. What What is going to be the next big thing in beer? What are you guys going to focus on? Now you guys are allowed to sell alcoholized beers to depeneurs, to craft beer stores. Uh, so so what, what, is you, what are you guys going to be focusing on? What do you think is going to be the most interesting things in 2021 beer-wise? Uh, like I said, like it's, it's a new game for Brewpub. 
I don't know how many group up we are in province of Quebec. I just know about breweries, but we are on all in the same like uh, in the same boat. But that that laws was changed like a few uh, a few weeks ago. It says like actually you will have I don't know maybe 20, 20 30, maybe forty new players in the game in the Absolutely. and no more shelves. Mm-hmm. So it means you have to brew something really nice, really different. If you want to be like on the shelves of the dependent, because it's hard, you know, actually we call some places like, Oh, do you want or IPA? No, no, actually I have 40, I have 40 IPA. Oh, you want like, or a new England IPA, the regular one. Like I have like 16 new England IPA. So it means why yours? It means we, we will have like to be different. And for that's why actually we are uh, in the non-alcoholic, a game beer and a non-alcoholic beer game. I think it it it's it's um it's a kind of beer who has not been totally explored again. And actually, we're both working on different many ideas. Uh, just before the interview tonight, we were still like trying to test new new uh, new uh, flavors of things or write down new ideas about beer. So for us, it's something really interesting, really different. Uh, like I said, it's a new game. Um, but, uh, I think for me, and I don't know for you, Philip, but, uh, uh, maybe next summer, something like, you know, like since like two, three years, like uh, session beer are quite popular, but I think we could do like session beer, but it'll be like lower in alcohol between maybe two and 3% alcohol. I think it could be something nice, something nice for next summer. Many people actually are loving, they are loving session beer. Why? Because you can drink five and take your car, but yeah. one, you can drink eight. All the flavors in, in everything, like something you were looking in a beer. It could be something interesting. Very interesting, and I agree with you. I, I do think that sessions are, are are definitely definitely going to be a huge thing in twenty twenty one. Hey, toi, Philip, and you, Philip, what do you think? Uh, I would say uh, I feel a little like exhausted for now, and it's very kind of day to day thing, you know. Uh, things are changing so fast, so fast, from week to week. It's another story. It's, it's it's crazy and uh i am exhausted but uh the passion for uh, aroma and the transformation by fermentation someday it's like this idea the other day it's like another idea but if we're looking back uh, a few months we created a lot of new beers uh, kombucha and it's all all great stuff you know so yeah i think that in this summer uh like nano ipa nano new england ipa uh something like that and um looking for berliner weise uh yeah sure maybe imperial stout or uh triple uh <laughs> ipa that take acids uh, so, so um uh we are i feel exhausted but excited too so uh i know that it's just a period so the best is uh in front of us and uh it's really excited 
it's not exhausted like we will stop it's exhausted but we are proud of ourselves because uh, we survived till now and uh there's a lot of very big thing things uh coming up uh i i think that there will be a lot of new creative stuff uh actually we it reminds me that we did a birbucha i was just about to ask yeah yeah <laughs> uh it's kind of a blend of a fruity beer with a specific uh a blend of bacteria and yeast culture very very acidic very sour perfectly blend together that gave uh la fleo the assemblage number one at the same bug so i'm quite proud of that that beer so it's it's kind of new awesome awesome i can't wait to can't wait to try that yeah beer bouchard is really amazing actually it's kind of really fruity but of course you know province of quebec is the i think it's one of the best place in the world to drink beer it's crazy we have <laughs> we have so many amazing brewers here who have a lot of imagination just imagine two years ago or three years ago you never had that so many different kinds of beer just you have actually the smoothie beer you have all the uh, the milkshake beers and everything like that it's, it's crazy it's new and you have to take a risk for that you know it's hard to be the first sometimes to brew something and you'll wait for the critics if it's good <laughs> You're cool. If it's not, you're bad. So, <laughs> you know, we are taking risks. The beer food show, actually, uh, we brewed here at Sandbox with Philip. is pretty amazing. I think that's very cool, and I think that's going to be something that is going to catch on because I think you're the first person I've heard to say that. So it's Vox and Hops, so we have to talk about metal. Uh, have you guys, or do you listen to metal? And if you have, what bands do you love? Go ahead, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, we're talking about heavy metal. <laughs> you know, uh, I love heavy metal, and I have never, never heard that much heavy metal since I'm working with Philip every day. <laughs> so we're actually listening something like not, not not something really bad, just like eight, twelve hours a day of heavy metal. <laughs> something, something nice. Good job, Philip. And actually, uh, I was loving heavy metal, but since that. I'm that one who says, oh, yeah, Philip, you know, did you remember this song? Can you, can you play it? Oh, yeah, it's this one. Yeah, I go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's called that with Andy LaRock, you know? <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I think I have something like 10 playlists of heavy metal since Philip. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> as can you put it the genesis of a headbanger <laughs> yes please a headbanger's journey uh well my, my first cassette was a top gun uh soundtrack yes. and uh after that i i bought like appetite for destruction from guns and roses and uh but and the flipper hysteria uh and i put the hand of uh live after death iron maiden since that day, I destroyed my Guns N' Roses <laughs> stuff. So vulgar and superficial. Fuck them. <laughs> Sorry about that, but Iron Maiden's my awesome. band, you know. Uh, and then 
uh, Sabbath, uh, and then Cradle of Filth, Dark Tranquility, uh, Opeth, uh, Cryptopsy, <laughs> uh, Cryptopsy, and uh, um, there was a bunch of pretty good uh, metal band, uh, Augury, yes, uh, all the Rimouski scene, and those guys, uh, Morgrain with Martyr, Martyr, yes, yes, uh, Voivod now, uh, so yeah, it's, it's metal is life. It, it, it gave us some uh, self-confidence. Yeah, it gave us some power. Time is always on my side, you know. I love it. I love it. Uh, one last question. Uh, it probably never happens to you guys because you guys are very, very busy working many, many hours <laughs> for the past many weeks. But every once in a while, it happens to everyone. But not when you're drinking this. What is your hangover cure? Hmm. <laughs> Martin? cure <laughs> from, uh, you know... Um, I have some habits, so it means I can drink a lot. So uh, without to be <laughs> even if, more if it's if it's bad. Uh, I don't have a lot of hangover, but when I have some, what I do sometimes is like um, you take maybe two or three big water glasses before to go to sleep. Two mm-hmm. Advil, really important Advil, please. and <laughs> you go to sleep. And after that, uh, you uh, wake up yourself sometime. Like in Boston? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're not too bad. So it means you have to take two more water, glass of water <laughs> and two more Advil. So after that, normally you're okay and you can go for more. <laughs> <laughs> New Philip. Yeah, me. Uh, I, I'm not into like pills or something, but I, I'm not against that. Uh, but it's not my habit now. Uh, the, the best, the, the best thing is for me, I always uh, ride a bike to come working. So it's a, it's a good way to, uh, to, uh, breathe, to, to do something good with the body and eliminate some undesired, uh, things, you know, like, uh, bad, bad alcohol <laughs> from, but, but uh, bad things from too much alcohol the day before uh, i would i would say sports and uh fresh air excellent sweat it out yeah the good thing is that uh, i don't do that anymore not a lot because you know when i was younger it was more like that but actually uh, i'm still young <laughs> but uh, I more of myself. which is wise which is wise uh martin philip thank you so so much for taking the time having a chat with me talking about your life talking about metal talking about craft beer um tell everyone where they can get these right now oh my god actually you will be able to find it probably almost like everywhere in all the beers a specialized beer store excellent because actually uh we just like uh send uh, like uh, a ton of uh, tons of uh, cases of this beer excellent excellent that makes me very happy uh thank you guys so much i really really appreciate it cheers 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 hey thank you all so so much for listening right to the end how cool is that 
how cool is their tenacity, their creativity to totally change their business plan during a pandemic in order to survive, to keep it fresh, to keep people interested. It, it is crazy. I'm super proud. And, and I have to say that this wow, non-alcoholic New England IPA is honestly one of the best non-alcoholic New Englands that I have ever, ever drank. And I've been trying a lot of them recently because it is sober February for me and I do still enjoy drinking beer. So I am drinking a bunch of non-alcoholic beer. And honestly, the wow from Le Bazar, also known as Le Saint-Buc, is, is phenomenal, delicious. It feels like a beer and that is extremely satisfying without any of the alcohol-related consequences. So so massive cheers to Martin and Philippe. I am a huge fan, and I am super stoked to see where exactly you take us on this next non-alcoholic craft beer adventure. If you enjoyed this Vox & Hops episode, you should subscribe to it on the podcast platform your choice. But not only that, please take the time to rate it and write a review, because when you do that, more people just like yourself, will be able to discover the Vox and Hops podcast. And it is with your help that this podcast has grown so much. And I truly appreciate that. But by you doing this one extra thing, even more people will be able to find it and uh, hopefully love it as much as you and I do. Also, don't forget, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list, which is available on my website, voxandhops.com. That is V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. When you do that, you will get one email a week with all of the details of everything that has happened that week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, whether I have been a guest on another person's podcast, all of the details of the episodes which I have dropped that week. If there is a Thirsty Thursday live interview coming up. The link for that will be available in that email. And there will be the links to the updated Brutal Awakenings playlists curated by the metal architect, Jerry Monk himself. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I will be back next week with three episodes, one dropping on Tuesday, another on Thursday, which is the live Thirsty Thursday interview, which I did with Keith Wampler, as well as one on Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Please, until next week, remember... Remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The, the Corner of Grey Street. Street.